This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. I am here to introduce you to our guest that I'm interviewing today. Her name is Beck Cazio, and she is a spiritual business coach for spiritual women who want to build abundant, heart-led, sustainable businesses and businesses that truly set their soul on fire. Through her group coaching and mastermind programs, Beck's mission is to support women to claim their worth, master their mindset, and step into their highest version of their life and their business. Her approach combines soulful business strategy with mindset energetics and fully embodied feminine spirituality to ensure that you walk away with the practical and intuitive tools and strategies to build a life and business that you love. Having been in business for over seven years, Beck now balances the biz life with the mom life, living on New South Wales' south coast with her husband, Matt, and her beautiful boys, Noah and Hugo. So in today's conversation, I invited Beck to share her journey of how she started her business, and we just dove into all the things, and it was really cool to witness her as a 6-3 sacral generator, to really tap into what actually lights that sacral on fire and how she continued to respond to what was meant for her and created a beautiful business. So I hope that you enjoy today's conversation, and now it's time to dive right in. Welcome everyone back to the channel. Really excited because today I have 6-3 Sacral Generator back here with me. And today we're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship and it's going to be such a juicy conversation. So Beck, welcome to the channel. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this chat. So good. Okay. So I would love to start the conversation with you sharing how you got into your journey of being an entrepreneur and coaching people with business. And I know that we're going to have a really juicy conversation. I'm going to weave in human design as we chat. And I'm just really excited to hear your story because I feel like as a fellow entrepreneur, there's always this possibility of like getting inspired by someone else's story and having that relatability. And I find that that can just add so much resilience and like, okay, I can keep going because, you know, people share the challenges and everything. So I would love for you to start from the beginning, when you feel, wherever you feel called to dive in. So good. Okay. I love sharing this story because it kind of surprises people where I started my business. (laughs) So I started making candles, which sounds so wild because now I'm obviously a business coach. I, I started making candles as a creative outlet. I was working full time. I was in a job that I really loved but it was a challenging job. So I was in the community sector. We were advocating on youth issues, things like youth homelessness, education, equity, things like that, that were quite heavy topics. And we spent a lot of time, you know, talking about disadvantage and things like that. And so I kind of was like, I need something outside of this. And I started making candles. I've always been kind of in and around the spiritual community. My Mum is a psychic medium. And so, you know, I've kind of been immersed in that space and I was already trained as a Reiki healer at the time. So I started making these candles infused with, you know, healing energy, all about bringing that into the home and started selling them. And it was just like this thing that was for fun and creative and, you know, not necessarily going anywhere. Fast forward 18 months and, you know, I was just loving, you know, building my business. I I loved the process of business building really. And I loved, you know, making my candles and doing things like that. And I'd actually, so what I decided to do was launch a goddess candle, which out of all of the kind of spiritualities, if you can call it that, uh, I am really attracted to and have always been attracted to goddess spirituality. And so I released a goddess candle and I said to mom, I'd really like to do something fun to launch it. Maybe we should do, you know, a goddess workshop. And so we ran this women's circle goddess workshop and it was so incredible. I think we had like 18 women join us and I came to the end of that day and I was like, oh, this is, this is juicy. You know, like this is it. I really love this work. 
And so we kind of did that a little bit more, ran a few other workshops and I came to the realization that I really, really, really love that kind of women's empowerment work. I can feel you like nodding along with me being like, I can see this playing out. <laughs> and so we came to the end of this, um, came to the end of that. And I decided that I wanted to train as a life coach. I quit my job 18 months after starting my business. And so I was still making candles at the time, running these women's workshops. And then I was coaching one-to-one, -one, which I loved. And so that was very much in the women's empowerment life coaching space. And what I found is a lot of women come through that and they kind of go on their own healing journey. They might train as a Reiki healer themselves or some other modality that they've found really supportive. And they go, you know what? I want to help others who are on this same journey as me. And then I had people coming to me going, hey, Beck, can you help me start my business? And I was like, yes, yes, I can help you start your business. And I had kind of been playing in that space because at the same time, I do have lots of, I'm quite multi-passionate. And so at the same time, I was a food blogger and kind of in that space of like building a social media, totally separate to my business um, around like food blogging and travel blogging. And so I kind of had these other skills in terms of like building a website, building a social media following, all this stuff that I could really bring into my business. And so I'd been doing kind of playing in that space anyway. And so when I, uh, when I had people ask me that, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I could totally help you start your business. And so I kind of fell into business coaching and then COVID happened and 2020, I had a lot of people in my community who are other spiritual business owners who were kind of, you know, mainly face-to-face -face businesses and they did not know how to run an online business. I mean, I remember back then, cause I was, I was pretty much entirely online. I used to have to tell people how to find zoom, right? Like I had to be like, it's this thing that just allows you to have a video call. It's really easy. You just get a link. Right. And now obviously everybody knows what zoom is. Um, and so I ran this really short move your business online program. I had heaps of people join me in it. It was really epic. And I kind of just went, you know what, I'm going to go all in on business coaching and at that time, I, um, I, my eldest son was maybe nine months old at that time. And so I kind of needed to really niche down and get more focused in my business because, you know, I had less time and I needed to kind of do something. So that is how I ended up here in a very roundabout kind of winding pathway. I love this so much. And you're like, obviously watching me here smirking. Cause I feel that <laughs> you like, it just, you embodied it from a human design lens. And I assume that you found human design later. Right. But it's like the six, three, the experimenting, like, Oh, I'm going to do candles. And this lights me up. No pun intended, but like this lights me up. I'm going to do yeah. this thing. <laughs> and then, and then you move into, you know, people giving you things to respond to. Oh, can you help me with this? Oh, what if you did this? And you're like, yes, yes. Like, you know, the universe is giving you things to respond to because you started by doing something that you love doing. And then it's like, mm -hmm. you know, through this experimenting, you're able to role model like, oh, okay, I can show you how to do this because I've done it myself, right? So it's so cool to see how that played out so naturally without you having to have awareness of it at that point. Cause I'm pretty sure when did you find human design once you started your business? Cause you've been in your business for a number of years now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's been over seven years now. Uh, when did I find human design? Probably really only, I probably became aware of it maybe like three years ago. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe three years ago. And then probably only have really properly explored it in the last two. And when I say properly explored it, I tend to be the type of person that explores things in relation to how they how they affect me. And then I kind of just <laughs> disregard the rest. So <laughs> I know, you know, a fair bit about my own chart and how I work. And even and if you say if you said, you know, tell me what this means, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you, but I can tell you what it actually means for me, if that makes sense. So yeah, I've played in the space, but not uh, a huge amount. 
Yeah, but that's perfect, right? Because obviously when we're embodied in our own energy, we know ourselves, that is obviously what's going to contribute to how we are of service and how we work with others. So I think that's brilliant. So I love that. So tell me, tell me more about, I'm curious what your experience was like, because it sounds like you started your business before the pandemic and then the pandemic came. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you helped a lot of people pivot to online, but I'm really curious how things have shifted for you over the last few years. Cause I feel like the industry is so fast changing. And I think it's because it is majority of it is online and things just move quickly online. I'm curious to hear your insights Mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, that's a great question. It has definitely changed a lot in the last few years. So I've pretty much always had, I've always coached online. So my business has always been online. That that element of my business has been online. I mean, I've done, obviously done in-person workshops and things like that, but I have seen a huge shift in the seven years that I've been in business. I think for me, I actually really do think of my business and it's not necessarily because of COVID, but it's, it's almost because of um, when my son, my first son was born because it kind of coincided with that. But also that's when I had a really massive shift in my business. And part of that was, you know, doing things differently because of the pandemic. It was also because, you know, obviously I had less time and, um, and then for me too, that was the time when I really went all in and invested in a business coach kind of in the long term. And prior to that, I kind of dabbled in that, but not really. And that was actually for me, you know, and it's so wild, but you know, my business took off after I had a baby and during COVID, which is kind of wild, (laughs) but amazing. I think you know, the biggest shift I've seen is that people are more willing to embrace the online space now. I think prior to that, you know, I would have people go, oh, I'd really love to do an in-person session with you. Like, can we do it in person? And, you know, in on the odd occasion, we would do that. But now people are just more willing to be like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get that it's not that different to have a conversation on a video call and actually it kind of suits me because I don't have to go anywhere and I don't have to, you know, look nice. <laughs> uh, so I think one of the biggest shifts in terms of like people engaging with online work as like a coach or an online service provider, I think people are more open to that and more willing to do it. Um, I do think there's probably been a shift in the last year where people are more willing, like more interested in doing face-to-face things again. Um, but also because, because of the pandemic, I think the online space has kind of exploded. So there's more people running online businesses now, which means that people are more discerning in this space, which I actually think is a really, really good thing. Uh, people are getting, you know, more wise to, you know, what they really want, who they want to invest in, you know, there's, yeah, there's, it comes with a lot of really incredible positives and then there's also you know that kind of swing the other way too and it's almost like how do we balance this online you know what does that look like and I think that's probably going to be you know without getting too (laughs) too deep it's going to be something that I think like our generation and younger generation is going to be dealing with for a while that kind of how to balance how to balance this online offline space Yes. I don't even know if that answered your question. Yes. No, no, no. It was just, I was really curious to hear like what you've seen over the last coming years, because you've been in your business for seven years, like pre, during, after pandemic, right? So there's so much shifting that's happened. And I really love that you pointed out the discernment piece, because I do feel, you know, it's interesting, like, let's say the businesses that really did blow up in the pandemic and those same marketing tactics, selling, pricing, all those things may not be getting the same response now as they did two years ago or like a year and a half ago or three years ago, right? So it's just really interesting. You know, it really allows us to be very dynamic as business owners to really look at, okay, how can I how can I be more accessible or inclusive? Or I think it's really pushing people to share their story more because that's really what's going to have people stand out is sharing their story and not just trying to 
speak from like a shiny language that entices people to work with them but it's like the authenticity I think is what allows people to stand out and so it's really cool to see that like people just being able to share themselves and put themselves out online I think that that's something that I've personally found really inspiring and so I'm really curious what are what are some of the main, I guess you could say challenges. And I know we talked a bit about consistency with cash and business before we hit record, but I would love to hear what are some of the challenges that you really love working through with clients that you've been noticing more in the industry? Mm, okay. So consistency in cash is a really big one. And it's something that, you know, if we talk about responding, it's something that I've seen so much and had so many conversations with people about, you know, they want to, you know, perhaps invest in a coach to help them get further in their business. And they know that that's going to help them. But then the big barrier to that is, well, you know, a lot of that kind of high level support is quite expensive month to month. And if they're not having the cash flow yet to kind of, uh, you know, see that through, that's a really, really big investment. And I'm not necessarily um, someone who would, who would uh, advocate that people go out and get you know, big loans to invest in business coaching. I think it should be something that's kind of built into your cash flow each and every month. And so I was having these conversations with people when I was when I was selling my kind of high ticket mastermind. And what I realized is there is this big gap in the market for people who are in this space of, you know, they're making some sales here and there, or they're having a really good launch, you know, once, and then they can't replicate that, or they get to the end of that. And they're like, okay, what now that saw me through this month, but it's not necessarily seeing me through the next couple of months. Like I've got to do it again. And they're kind of on this roller coaster and also just having to feel like they're always on. So that like huge, really high energy, you know, um, high input from you know, the person as the business owner trying to consistently bring cash in and consistently bring clients in, it's it's exhausting, right? It's exhausting thinking about it. <laughs> uh, and so I think in terms of that, like the struggle there is, you know, creating a business that actually supports you to bring in cash consistently each month and be able to go, okay, I know what that looks like for the next three months or the next four months, the next six, nine, next year. And having that kind of monthly recurring revenue there as a base that gives you that stability to then go, okay, now I can grow and now I can stack on top of that. And now I can, Hey, I've got this space now to do this creative project that I really, really want to do that might not necessarily you know, bring me in heaps of income in the short term, but is a longer term vision or whatever it looks like. Right. And if we don't have that kind of stability in our business, we're just not able to get to that place where we've got that kind of freedom to do those things. Or, um, yeah, we just don't have that confidence in ourselves and that confidence in our business to kind of keep bringing people and, you know, clients and cash in. So that's something that I have really, really wanted to support my clients with. I've got a program that, you know, will at the time this airs that will be running, that will is supporting people in this space. And I really wanted to bring a program together that, that was low cost enough that it was accessible, but also could provide the kind of solid support people need to get to that place, because that does require some like significant, you know, even just change in thinking around how you run your business, right? You know, like rather than, oh, what can I launch today that's going to bring money in or what can I sell today that's going to bring money in? It's like, okay, well, what are we selling that's going to bring money in now but also bring money in in the next month or the next two months or the next three months, you know? Um, and so that's something that I think I would really just, I'd really love to see more kind of business owners. And I think this is really kind of specific to that kind of solopreneur personal brand business where, you know, you're a service-based business owner. Um, you know, I'd really love to see more people in that space just get to a more comfortable position in business, a more confident, comfortable position. Um, and so that's probably the biggest one or one of the big ones at the moment. And the other is supporting people to build their businesses. And this is something that I weave throughout all of my work uh, and even, you know, live your life, right? Like this goes beyond business, but um, 
to build your business in a way that feels really aligned with your values and with your spirituality. And so you're not kind of crossing over into that space of business feeling, you know, like it has to be a certain way or it should be a certain way. You know, we kind of get bombarded with bro marketing messages all the time. You know, if you read business books, it's like, you know, you get up at 5am and you do X, Y, Z, and then you'll be <laughs> successful. And if you're not doing that, then you're never going to be successful. And it's just not, you know, it's not true. And it's not realistic for many people, uh, unless, you know, you're, um, <laughs> I don't necessarily want to go down this road, but unless you're a man who's got support in the form of, uh, you know, a wife. <laughs> that looks after your children you know like it, all of these things are, are kind of come from this very patriarchal uh culture and so um breaking that down and not like allowing business owners to do business their way is something I'm really passionate about too yes oh my gosh I can just feel that that breaking down because I, I think there's been an explosion of women coming into the entrepreneurial space in the last several years. And I know that you've seen it because you've been around, right? And it's like so refreshing for that to to see that and witness that and feel that. But with that comes this dismantling of these structures and systems that have obviously favored men over the years. And so I love, I love obviously the spiritual, the spiritual aspect of bringing that to business and really looking at our energy and sustainability. Cause even if you look at the nine to five culture, like nine to five working five days a week, 52 weeks a year, 50 weeks a year, cause you get two weeks off is, is not <laughs> considerate of a female cycle, like the cyclical beingness of especially someone who has a menstruation cycle, like the energetics of that is not being considered in society. So here we are building our own fucking paradigm of businesses that are actually going to be sustainable <laughs> for us, right? If we're a mother, if yeah. we have a partner, if we're single, if we're whatever the heck it is, right? And so I'm really curious. I would love to hear even just like when you first started, you really started doing business coaching in the beginning and you're bringing in the spiritual side, I feel like now in 2023, it's really common and popular, but I'm curious if when you started, if it was less common, because even though you grew up with spirituality in your household, like I'm really curious how people re were responding to that then compared to now where it's like in air quotes, more normalized. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, this is a good question. I really, I really, I agree with you. It's 100% more normalized. And now there's, you know, a lot of, you know, feminine embodiment business coaches out there, which is amazing. Um, and I think, you know, what's really interesting is we probably had a really big swing towards the energetics side of things in the online space. And now it's probably kind of coming back and hopefully going to be a bit more balanced because I do think we need both. If I can reflect back on when I first started, I think it was definitely something that people saw exclusively for spiritual business owners. So people who had spiritual businesses. So when I say, when I say spiritual business owners, I mean, you know, people who are spiritual and they have a business uh, that could be a spiritual business in that, the, you know, they're a psychic or they're a healer or they're, you know, doing something in the spiritual space, or it could just be that they are spiritual and they run a business and they want to kind of bring in the energetic side of things and uh, do it in a way that feels really aligned for them, which I love because it's not one or the other, it's both. But at that time, it was probably definitely only people who were already in that space who were interested in it. And what I've seen over the last seven years is definitely a really really big swing to people in all industries you know being really open to oh okay well what's like the energetics of that or what does that look like and I'm like you know it's wild to me because for me I just think well if you're thinking like that you're like I see you as spiritual and some people don't even identify that way but they'll be you know bringing meditation into their business they'll be you know saging themselves you know for want of a better term you know like they'll be doing energetic practices uh to you know set up their day and they'll be journaling in the morning and they'll be doing all of these things and I'm like they're all to me all of that is very spiritual um 
and some people don't even see it like that they're just like no it's just what I do it's just the energetics of it and I'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) energetics is spiritual but I I won't you don't need to call it that if you don't want to right and that's that's I, I think that's really cool I think that's really amazing that people are embracing this from all aspects and don't necessarily have to put a label on it right Yes. And I, oh, I just love that so much. And I think it's, I love that you kind of get the people who are like, oh, I do this, but I'm not spiritual. You know what I mean? Like it, it just makes me laugh because I think that maybe, I think that maybe before spirituality really started taking off in the industry, it was just kind of seen as woo woo. And because it's not quite tangible because it's energetics. Right. But like, if you're doing grow marketing or you're doing, you know, hard sales and you're doing really specific strategic things, then because that's been quote proven to work, it's easier to be like, oh no, I'm not spiritual because if I'm not spiritual, then I won't be successful. But it's amazing that now we're seeing how these two, you know, the yin and the yang quite literally are going together and they're actually allowing us to create a sustainable business. Right. And I obviously love human design because I feel like you know, working with a generator versus working with a non-sacral being is like going to be so different. And so I I love that. It's never going to be a cookie cutter approach. And I find that when people have a spiritual approach to business, it's just more accessible and supportive in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I so do. And even, you know, there are people out there who embrace things like human design, but they wouldn't see that as woo-woo. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay. Yeah, even though astrology and like, you know, a lot of woo-woo things are in human design, but if you don't want to say it's spiritual, that's totally fine. It's totally fine. And, you know, it's it's got to work for you. And I think that's like, that's the main thing. It, it, it's got to be something that aligns with you. It's got to feel good for you. And if it doesn't, like, that's also okay, right? And you can actually probably still run your business in a way that feels soulful, you know, in air quotes, um, without having any kind of alignment with, you know, whether it's called spirituality or whether it's called this or whether it's called that, you can still run your business in a way that feels, you know, good for you, aligned with your values and not kind of in that bro marketing space, if that makes sense. So it's not a hard and fast, you know, if you're not doing that, then you're doing this, you know? Totally. Okay. I want to merge the two topics that we were just talking about. You're talking about like stability in business and that consistency with cash and spirituality. And I'm curious, what are, let's say the three things that you noticed spiritually that will help people bring stability and consistency to having, you know, cash months, like be what they want them to be. Mm. So the thing that comes through for me first here is I think there's a tendency for people to be kind of more naturally one way or the other. So I work actually with a lot of clients who are very intuitive, very in their feminine, very much in their flow. You know, they love, you know, having that freedom to flow with what their creative ideas are and to serve their clients from that space. And that's kind of some people tend to lean more naturally into that. And then others tend to lean more naturally into that more masculine kind of action oriented, get things done, you know, have a plan, follow the plan, all that kind of thing. And I think when you want to kind of create success in business in a way that, you know, feels really good, you want to do that in a way that brings those two things together. So if you know, you kind of spend a lot of time in that feminine flow, you can tend to sometimes not necessarily get things done as fast as, you know, you would even like to, or, you know, you're not necessarily, you might not necessarily have any any concept of what those steps are that you need to take. And so you kind of just do a lot of things, but you're not necessarily getting anywhere. Or if you're in the other side where you're in that more masculine space, you know, you might be just doing things because they're the things that you said you were going to do. They're on the plan, they're there, but you're not necessarily even sure if they're moving the needle forward or, you know, they might just, you know, you might get, get somewhere really great. You know, you might hit your goals, but then be like, this feels a bit like out of alignment because you're probably just following what you should be doing rather than anything that kind of aligns with your vision. And so I like bringing these two things together uh, and working with both the feminine masculine and kind of supporting my clients, depending on where they kind of sit on that spectrum. You know, do you, in this moment, do you need more structure here or in this moment, do you need to just really connect with 
yourself and your vision and your intuition to help you kind of guide you in this direction. So that's probably the first thing I would say um, we really, really support you is like, and and this all comes down to self-awareness, you know, being really aware of who you are, how you operate, where you kind of sit naturally and therefore what your strengths are and then what you might need some support in or what you need to be more conscious of to, you know, bring that energy in and kind of, um, and kind of actively work on the thing that you need to work on. Right. So that would be the first thing that's coming through for me there around creating kind of consistency in your business, getting to your goals. That's probably, I'm, I'm trying to think of what, what the next couple of things would be in terms of that. I don't know if you've got anything to respond to there first. <laughs> well, actually, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it even that just that's everything, right? It, it is about finding balance because that is what's going to create sustainability. Like that's that's really like mm-hmm. the key, right? I'm curious though, just to kind of swing this towards like a human design perspective. I'm curious for you when you found your human design, what shifted for you in terms of that that yin and yang or like that balancing energy. You know what I mean? Because I know that human design can be a tool to support that specifically when you look at, oh, I'm designed to show up this way and not necessarily this way. Mm. So there was a couple of things that really like kind of were like these massive light bulb moments to me. And I think mostly it was permission giving. So for me, knowing that I respond was just like huge for me. And I remember talking to someone who was very well-versed in human design, you know, telling me, okay, well, when you make a decision, it's easier for you if you've got options and then you can just respond to what option you want. And I just had this like moment of being like, yes, that happens all the time. But if you don't have the permission for that, you kind of sometimes feel like you should be able to just come up with these ideas yourself or like, you know, it shouldn't take that kind of like having those options to like be so definitive. And so when I I got that, when there was that moment where I was like, that's why I'm like this, it was so permission giving because now I can tell my team like, okay, can you, you know, say if we would, you know, something as simple as, you know, designing, um, you know, a new graphic, it's like, can you give me two options? And then I'll be able to tell you which one, you know, or even can you give me one option and I'll be able to go in and make the changes I want to make to make it look the way that I want it to look. Right. But starting from scratch, like me staring at a blank page is just like hell on earth, hell on earth. (laughs) And I think it's because I've got nothing to respond to. Uh, And so human design really helped me in that way. Um, And I think to being a generator, you know, knowing that I've kind of got this energy to go, go, go all the time. Uh, I know that one of my biggest lessons in life, and this comes through in so many different things, you know, in my numerology, in my astrology, like so many things. Uh, my One of my biggest life lessons is to learn to just rest and just be. And uh, when, you know, I discovered I was a generator, I was like, okay, so I, I know that I've got this energy to go, 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 but I also know that that comes with like, maybe I need to be more conscious of, you know, actually taking the time to pause and rest and things like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love, yeah. Even those examples, like they're just prime masculine, feminine examples. Like, okay, you know, wanting to receive, to respond, right. And then knowing when to rest, like obviously the doing is like more of the masculine energy and the resting is the feminine, like it's finding, that flow and so I love that that's been really supportive to you and it's funny because I also find especially as being a sacral authority because that's like also we have the same authority being sacral generators you and I is I've really learned that sometimes like I love what you said how oh you think you should know the answer but you don't you don't know and it's like it could be because you don't have something to respond to but the other thing that I've noticed for me and you might relate to this as well is that sometimes I feel like I don't have enough information like I need, I need more information to be fully clear. Like, oh, this is a fuck yes, or this is a fuck no. And I'm curious if that resonates with you as well, because that's been really helpful for me in terms of embodiment with human design. Yeah, that does resonate with me actually. And I've never really thought of it like that, but it does when I think about, uh, you know, when I think about, oh, sometimes I'm in that space of, 
I don't know what the answer is here. I do definitely think more information helps. And even when I'm supporting clients, you know, I will always be in that space of like, okay, well, let's, I need to gather more information here. Like you've asked me a question, which is great, but the only way I can give you an answer that's relevant to you is if I know more information for you. Like I can tell you an answer that will be kind of generally relevant, but you know, if we want to make this more useful for you, it's like, let's, let's get more information here. Let's make this um, more relevant, which is potentially that coming through as well. Totally. And I think it's important for any sacral being if you, and even with projectors too, like waiting for the invitation, like if it's not, you don't have a clear answer, like you're allowed to ask for more information so that obviously you make the best decision for you because ultimately the best decision for you is going to have a positive impact on everyone. So that's like definitely just a mm. side note permission slip to everyone. Cause I think sometimes yes. we tolerate trying to make a decision with minimal amount of information because we're like in a state of people pleasing and we don't want to seem demanding or we don't want to seem like needy or whatever. But the thing is like, all we're trying to do is ultimately make the best decision for everyone involved. And so that deserves to have everything on the table. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So good. I think that's so true. And, and I do think when people, and this is, this is where like, I think, you know, you've got to trust your own intuition and, and your own like free will in this space, right? Because, you know, I've had conversations with people being like, oh, I'm designed to respond or I'm designed to, to wait for an invitation. And so I'm just going to wait. And I'm like, there is things you can do to go out there and like, you know, make those opportunities happen or put yourself in the arena or like, you know, there are things you can do. It's not it's not just about like, oh, well, I can't do anything here. So I'm just going to not. And it's like, no, there are things. And it's about doing that in alignment with what you're designed to do, right? Yes, exactly. That's the thing. And one thing I say too, even to projectors is like, you can ask for the invitation. You know, if you send something, you send an energetic invitation, but maybe you haven't actually been verbally invited or physically invited like you can ask for these things and I think that that's something else too that's really powerful because then if it's a no then you know your answer and I think that that's that's important as well and even you know even with manifestors like the waiting for the urge like even though they're here to initiate and form they still have to wait for the urge so it's like so beautiful how every type has their own feminine experience of like need to wait but you can still take that aligned action like you said so that's perfect hmm Yes. It all comes back to this. And that's why when you kind of asked me, what are the three things? And that came through, I was like, I just don't know if there's anything else really that, that is as significant spiritually to, you know, your business and even just life. Right. Yes. There was yeah. one other thing that came through and that was kind of like your habits that you have. And so, you know, how you can cultivate you know, habits that really, really support you to be the best you can be and doing that in a way that really, really works for you. And I know I mentioned before, you know, like the business books that tell you to get, get up at 5am, like it's just not something that works for everyone. And, you know, no matter how many books you read that say, this is the key to your success, like it's, it, it's not. <laughs> the key to your success is creating habits that really, really support you to be the best you can be if that's getting up at 5am that's amazing but if it's not getting up at 5am that's also amazing yes what would you say are it's so funny you're talking about habits because I literally just finished for the second time reading you are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero which I think is a great book like she's absolutely hilarious she's such a great author and she was talking about habits near the end of the book, like looking at the habits that you're making and really in those moments when you are going to commit to, you know, let's say meditating daily and you meditate for five minutes, like those habits are built on your willingness to not negotiate doing less than that. You know, like if you commit to meditating for five minutes and then you start copying out it two minutes and one minute, and then you're not, you're not building that habit right now, obviously some days you're not going to meditate. So I'm not saying you're a failure if you don't meditate every single day, but it is, you know, that consistency is what builds habits. So I'm really curious for you and maybe I can share mine after, cause I think I'll have to think about it. And I want to hear what you have to say. What would you say are your top habits that have most positively influenced your success in business? Mm. 
So this has definitely changed since becoming a mum because I don't have as much time to like go, okay, I'm going to sit down and meditate today. Um, and to be fair, I'm not super great at sticking to like, I'm going to do this for, you know, this amount of time and it's going to be exactly the same every day. The thing that I've always found helpful for me, and this is potentially <laughs> something to do with, you know, being a sacral authority too, is having things kind of in my arsenal, like having a, a list of things that I know make me feel good and making it a habit to ask myself, what do I need most right now? And actually making that happen, right? Like the next step is actually going and doing it, you know, rather than sitting there and scrolling on your phone, like actually going and having a shower or actually going and meditating for five minutes or going for a walk outside or, you know, whatever it is. But I having that list of things that I know work for me and then on any given day asking myself and prioritizing it. And it, because now what it looks like as a mum is it'll be, okay, you know, my husband just got home. I've had you know, a wild day with kids, I need some time. And rather than me going and working straight away, which is very, you know, can be a, you know, like there can be that real desire to go, okay, I've got, you know, an hour and I've got some things I need to get done. I should, you know, in air quotes, go and do work for that whole hour and make the most of it work-wise. Sometimes what I have to kind of really do, and this is a habit, right, is go, okay, what do I most need? Like what's going to make me the best version of me for myself, my business, my kids, my partner, like all of these things. What do I need most? And sometimes it is, okay, I'm going to have a shower first or I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to answer client messages on my walk, but I'm going to go for a walk and do that outside or I'm going to make myself a cup of tea and really enjoy that process of working, but, you know, like make my space nice, you know? And so I think the biggest thing for me personally is just being really consciously aware of how easy it can be to not do that and then make the habit of asking myself and following through on that. Yes. It sounds like the habit is being intentional with whatever it is. Mm that you decide to do which is yes. like genius 100 percent. yeah i love that word intentional is like one of my favorite words yes like i was listening to you and i was like i really love that you have an arsenal or like you know this menu of self-care things that can support you whether it's self-care or like self-care can be like the things you need to do to care for your business as well it's not just about the self but like all of it but it's like also that is designed to give you something to respond to of the things that you yes. enjoy doing. So then you go and you do the things, you know what I mean? I just, I know it's so funny. I can't help myself. I'm like, mm, where's human design in this? Oh, there it is. You know? And you very know, like, you just do these things sometimes without even knowing it. I think the best part about it though, is like human design wise is I know that that works for me and potentially is going to work for other sacral authorities. Right. But also then going, okay, well, if I've got clients who aren't sacral authorities, like what's my advice to them here? Because it's probably not going to be the same because that's not going to work for them the same way that it works for me. And so that's where human design, I think, has been really helpful as, you know, a coach and a business owner and a service provider. Because I can then go, okay, well, I know that my clients aren't that. And so how do I help them? And this is why, you know, when we see information on the internet, that's like, this is the way to do the thing. It's like, well, yeah, it is for you. And that's great. And that might work for a whole bunch of other people, but it also might not. And so if we can run information through our own lens of that self-awareness and, you know, that's what I really find, you know, things like human design is such a, a great tool for that self-awareness because you can run things through a lens and go does that work for me maybe it doesn't and that's okay could it work for me if I did it in a different way or whatever yes and you know what I'm smiling because that's such a three-line thing for you to say like let's experiment <laughs> <laughs> always in the backdrop so good but it's so I true it. I, it's so true I just love that it gets to be a tangible thing of like this is your permission slip this is how you can say yes no set your boundaries like do what's best for you you know there's a question I want to ask yeah. you and it's what in the last several years of being a business owner has surprised you the most 
whether that's like your own personal growth or just what you've learned, like what is the thing that's just been like, wow, this surprised me the most, or it's been like deeply nourishing or just pivotal for you in your experience? Mm, that is a really great question. What has been the most surprising? I do think I, well, I mean, to be honest, the most surprising thing is that I am where I am. You know, if you'd told me seven years ago, starting to make candles, that I would be a an online business coach for spiritual business owners and, you know, making the money that I do and having the life that I do. And, you know, I recently just moved town, so I live by the coast now. I would like, honestly, my life looks like nothing like what I would have expected it to seven years ago in the best way. And so I think, I think the most surprising thing for me is that. And then also it's kind of exciting not knowing what the next seven years looks like either. And I do think I'm going to be doing this for a while. Like I do think I've kind of found my thing, but you know, that always changes. And I think, I think the biggest Thing for me is just being okay with that and and you know anybody listening who I think when we start our business you know if, if you start your business knowing I want to make this a business and I want this to be really successful and I want to be full-time in my business which I didn't actually start out that way right but if if you are doing that you know I would just really encourage you not to want to get it everything perfect and right like there's such a desire to do that I see that in my clients all the time being like I've got to get my coaching program perfect before we launch it and I'm like it's probably going to change in like three months you know like so let's let's put it together in the best way we can right like let's do our best but also hold it kind of lightly knowing that you know things will change and evolve and that's actually a really great thing it's not you know, you didn't get it wrong the first time, right? Like you're not wrong for having put yourself out there in that way or put together that program that, you know, ended up changing six months, 12 months down the track. Like none of it's wrong. It's just the natural evolution of having a business. And that is always going to be the way, as you said, like the last three years, business has changed so much. The online landscape has changed. People have changed what people are investing in has changed or the reasons why, you know, there's kind of always those core things, but I mean, I suppose like the one thing we know is that things will change. Right. And trying to design our business in a way that doesn't allow for that is just kind of, you know, setting ourselves up, up for failure. So I would recommend everyone to just be really open to that. So I suppose the most surprising thing for me is that I'm here and doing what I'm doing. Because uh, I would never, ever have expected that. That's amazing. I love how, I love how, you know, when we're, when we're younger, we have these visions of who we think we'll be when we're 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, like we just, we think we know, and then it surprises us, especially when we really prioritize doing the things that we love doing. And then things turn out even better than we expected. Like, I think that's so beautiful. And I really love this message around, being dynamic and allowing things to change. Cause I recently started a gene keys and hypnosis program for hypnotherapists. And when I first launched it earlier in the year, it's very different than what it is now. It's actually turned into an evergreen and like the support that I do is different. And it's like, if I was married to the first version of this program, I wouldn't actually allow it to be its own entity and to breathe and change and allow people to give me feedback and and be dynamic with it. And I think that that's really the willingness to grow, I think is what allows us to be successful long-term and have that sustainability as an entrepreneur. And I love that you really said that because I think there is so much fear around, there's so much fear around fucking up or so much fear around not being consistent or not being taken seriously or, oh my God, I changed my mind. People are going to judge me. And it's just that thing, those things are part of the process. And I think when we don't, when we're not so dramatic about it or make it so big and heavy, it just gets to be a quick change. It's like you're running around a playground and you change directions, you know, it doesn't have to be this big deal. And I think that reminder was like so beautiful for everyone. So good. I'm so pleased. Yeah. So good. So before I wrap things up, I know that you just shared a piece of wisdom, but I always love to ask, my interviewees what is it an intuitive piece of wisdom that you would love to leave with our audience today before I get you to share about how people can connect with you 
Mm, okay. I do feel like I just dropped some wisdom on you. <laughs> uh, I think, I suppose, kind of harking back to what we were talking about earlier between like the masculine and the feminine and, you know, that kind of self-awareness piece. I think the biggest thing I think that will support you to kind of stay in the game of business is coming to a place where you know yourself and you're willing to kind of keep meeting yourself and keep um, like learning about yourself and keep growing and kind of stay in that space of being really open to personal growth. Business is, you know, one of the biggest personal development journeys you'll go on and being open to that is going to support you to build and grow your business and kind of do that in a way that, you know, aligns and feels really good. And I would just really, you know, I would support people and recommend people stay open to that and explore those things that really help them like human design. And if they're listening to this, they're obviously interested in human design and, and looking at, I always look at these things in a way of like, okay, what does this mean for me? I think the practical application is so powerful there. You know, when I look at the way that I relate to spirituality, you know, and I said before, you know, goddess spirituality is the kind of brand of spirituality I, I most align to. It's because I find the goddesses so human. Like when you read their stories, they're very human stories. You know, they're not kind of these angelic energies that live up in this higher realm. Like they're all energies that are very grounded. What I love about that is, you know, those lessons are things we can read about or like they're like portals to understanding ourselves better. It's like, okay, so I understand this thing. What does that mean for me? You know, what does that mean about me? What does that mean? You know, I, you know, should be exploring more here or kind of embodying more here or what does that look like? And so I would just really encourage people to be in that space. That's what's coming through for me. It's not something I normally share uh, at the end of a podcast episode, but I just, I think that's what's coming through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so perfect. I really love what you just said about the goddess energy and how there's that humanness with it, because I never realized that, but you just said it. And I'm like, yes, there's so many beautiful stories that come with the goddess energy and there's that feminine aspect. So that was like a perfect wisdom drop. I love that. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. sharing. They're very flawed. The goddesses are very flawed. If you look at their stories, you're like, should we, <laughs> is that really teaching me anything? <laughs> So but good. it is right because we're all flawed so, yes yeah. so I would love if you could just share with our audience how they can connect with you I'm going to put all the links and everything that we need in the show notes for them but I think if everyone enjoyed our conversation today you should definitely give Beck a follow podcast as well we did an episode together you can find that on there but I'll let you share with our audience Yes. Amazing. So the best place to find me uh, and to connect with me and my content is on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. So I'm at beck.cazillo and I would love to chat to you. So if you've listened to this, if you want to come and send me a DM, please do. Uh, I would love to hear from you. And then my podcast is the other best place to get my content. So there's over a hundred episodes on there. Uh, feminine fire with Beck Cazillo and yes we've got an episode on there as well so you can come on over and, and listen to that it's really really epic all about the gene keys um and uh yeah that they're the main places to find me um, my website is beckcazillo.com which is where you can find all the information about how to work with me but um come on over let's hang out I'd love to connect so good thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and I really love your wisdom drops and weaving in human design and just talking about the masculine and feminine it was beautiful so thank you so much for sharing you're welcome thank you for having me on it's been fun you're welcome all right audience thank you for listening of course give back a follow check out her things and if you could please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review for the channel i would deeply appreciate that and of course i will chat with you in the next episode <laughs>